Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. Oh, and I am positive Chuck Mockler. Oh, boy. Hope everybody is ready to hop back on that roller coaster that is Clippers fandom. We're going to talk about a third segment, but the scheduling for this round is stressful. (laughs) Not a lot of time off. Uh, We're coming to you after a jubilant episode, of course. Oh, that was a good time. Uh, Still basking in the light. Can't believe we got out of that series. Yeah. Uh, In case you didn't know, we are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. Mm -hmm. We bring you Clippers news five days a week. 7 a.m. every morning. Can you believe it? And kicking off the news today, we got to talk about it. It's Clippers versus Jazz. Game one preview. (laughs) Round two of the playoffs, a place that the Clippers have been and ended too many times. Where are your mentals at going into this game one? Kind of all over the place. I I feel so confident for some reason. See, I don't don't know if I should. I don't know. We're going to... I'm going to... This first game is really mysterious to me, which we're going to get into, but yes. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm not sure what's going to happen this first game. No, I mean, it's very much up in the air. That's the way Tyloo does things. That's the way, it's the way the playoffs are to a certain it's extent. It's just the way it is. Uh, and then it's my favorite day of the week. It's Twitter Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single Monday, we take your questions on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. Huge shout out to everyone who sent those in ahead Got of time. Got a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Can't wait to chop it up on that. And then in shavings, as Chuck alluded to, we're going to talk about the scheduling for this second round. It's bonkers. I don't get it's why blasphemous. it's shortened. And then there's also some crazy betting and stuff going on involving <laughs> possible trade targets from the Portland Trailblazers to the Clippers. So we got to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into it, got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Oh, yeah. Go Clubs. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, which I do. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Clippers versus Jazz, game one preview. Woo! In the heart of Utah. Woo! Were they playing Provo? No, it's in Salt Lake. I know that. Um, Just some quick personnel Updates for you. Serge did not travel with the Clippers. So he's out for game one and most likely game two, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if he didn't travel with the team. They're not flying him out on Wednesday. Is he coming back? I don't know. Um, Hopefully we'll find out more about that. I guess it doesn't super matter. It would help a whole lot against his Jazz team. Mike Conley's status still up in the air. Yeah, he was at practice uh, is the, the latest news that I had heard. Um, but there hasn't been any designation. Uh, likely there will not be until tomorrow. And it's insane how in the playoffs teams can be like, well, yeah, Serge is doubtful. You're like, he's not even with the team, yeah. so he's out. Um, Ty Lue commented that when Mike Conley isn't available, the Jazz like to bring Ingles in as a quote-unquote 6-8 point guard. So that's something to keep an eye on in game one if Conley can't go. Yeah, definitely. Ty Lue also talked a lot about having to go small uh, versus Utah team during Monday's presser, so that's going to be fun. The series, season series is kind of weird against the Jazz. Yeah, so we lost the season series 2-1. to one. one game, no Kawhi, no Paul George. They were missing Conley in one or two of the games. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not as big of an outlier as the Dallas series was. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But it's also not as known of a quantity as some other teams that we've played. Right, for sure. Let's get into what we need to do well. There's a lot of weirdness in this game, but something that's really going to make the Clippers game one easier is taking care of the basketball. Yes. it. We were just talking about before we recorded, it's mind-blowing the Clippers only had eight turnovers in game seven. Yeah. Like, it just, any game the Clippers only have eight turnovers, it was mind-blowing. 
Especially because Paul George had to have had, what, four? He probably had nine. <laughs> um, this is a real interesting matchup because the Clippers have the number two half-court offense during the regular season, and the Jazz had the number one half-court defense. So, like... These first two games is where I get a little... I don't know where my confidence is at because we're going to see... I think the Clippers have more new wrinkles than the Jazz do, right? To to bring into a game like the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And we were talking about this pre-pod. They also, with that second unit, are a little bit pigeonholed into the style that they can play. Right, uh, Which yeah. Clippers fans are, are very familiar with. And I brought this up <laughs> yes. before the Mavs series too. I mean, I, I do think that this Clippers team, uh, even though we're down some guys is a little bit more versatile than the squad that we had last year. There's some yeah. kind of different looks and, and different styles that we can throw out there, which is, I mean, I think interesting. Yeah, and so the new wrinkles is where it kind of gets like, are we going to turn the ball over too much? Like just trying to get these things figured out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. One thing going in our favor is the Jazz did have the lowest opponent turnover percentage in the regular season. That's kind of unbelievable given they um, had the best half-court defense. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Since they were a great defense, obviously, you know, um, Turnovers and steals are in everything, uh, but right. it does help the Clippers a little bit. But, I mean, not so much because I feel like the biggest thing in the Clippers' way of turnovers most of the time is the Clippers. Not yeah, it's unforced turnovers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, we also need to capitalize on their turnovers despite being a solid defensive team, which there's no argument that they are not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were just outside the bottom 10 in opponent points off turnovers. They allowed about 17 points per game. Uh, which, as I said, was just outside the bottom 10 in the NBA. Uh, and they were only just okay defending the fast break during the regular season. So the Clippers, not a team really known for speeding things up. No, we slow. The pace. Yeah, we slow. Uh, but I think that you know when we opt to do that or when we can create offense off of our defense, uh, it will be a successful avenue. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what – the guard rotation looks like. Mm-hmm. Ty Lue talked about like it's a whole new series. So we might see Rondo. He could help in transition with stuff like that. Some of those quick, easy, pacey buckets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and Luke Kennard on that second unit. I mean. Depending on how the defense is going. Depending on the other three out there for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing <laughs> I'm struggling with, right? Is like you can get anything you want on Jordan Clarkson, but at the same time, like. I think you'd rather have just a, a lockdown defender on him yeah. just because why even just take the risk? He takes, right now in the playoffs, he's taken their second most amount of shots. Yeah. Um, what else do we need to do well? Uh, take advantage of second looks. Ooh, uh, it'd be nice to get some in this round. Look, the Jazz take care of the ball. They don't foul. Uh, but they are average at uh, opponent offensive rebounding and actually in the bottom half of playoff teams, which makes sense given they did play Memphis, who right. kind of makes their yeah, bones on offensive true. rebounding. This isn't something that we're necessarily great at, but we do need to scoop up those offensive rebounds if the shots aren't falling. I think in this game one, the thing I'm going to be looking for is second chance points and total rebounding. Uh, I think whoever takes both those categories is going to end up taking this game. That's a good call. I'm wondering, I don't even know this is what we could do well or what could go wrong, what the defense on Mitchell looks like. Yes. Because I'm not against trapping Mitchell. Luca. And Mitchell are the same when it comes. They can both light it up. They're mm-hmm. both going to score on you. Yeah. Lucas passing is a lot better than Donovan Mitchell's. Well, he just, yeah, yeah. So Also, the way the Mavs were shooting in that series, right. like, he, you know, had more weapons. So I'm I'm interested to see just, this is even something to be good at, but, like, because they have the shooters that could be an issue. They have Bohan, they got Conley, they got Royce O'Neal, they have former Clipper great Joe Ingles. So the defense on Mitchell is going to be interesting. 
Um, and we're going to talk about it in the matchups too. What else? Anything else that we need to do particularly super well? So we're going to talk about this more in matchups, but just continued great play from Kawhi and Paul George. Come I mean, on, this baby. Is, this is a no-brainer. Obviously, you know, this team goes as far as they take us. Um, looking at sort of these matchups, uh, defensively, Ingles and Royce O'Neal have done a pretty decent job on Kawhi. Not shutting him down per se, but slowing him down. Yeah. Um, you know, he still like shot 50% on uh, O'Neal, I believe, but like, you know, lower than is what his playoff efficiency has been so far. <laughs> yes. So, you know, Kawhi feasts anytime he gets on Bojan, though. Uh, I want to see that and spammed. We, it took us a while to sort of get into getting that switch. And I think it was like the third game when we really started exploiting it, especially down the stretch. It's funny because Ty Lu talked about in his presser on Monday that like their second rounds, like again, Against the Mavs, they were basically just doing simple stuff looking for mismatches. Mm -hmm. So Ty Lue's in this weird realm where he's tinkering, but he's sometimes also he's keeping over, it simple. Sometimes he's an over tinkerer. Yeah, I think for that sure. like I, I think another key to watch in this one is like how long does it take us to start getting the switches that we want? Yeah. If we're getting the switches that we want, look, the Jazz are going to give us shots that we want in the mid range, mm -hmm. and if we're getting them on a weak defender uh, or getting to the rim, I just. I think they're going to struggle to defend this team. That's a good call. In terms of what could go wrong, we get an efficient version of Jordan Clarkson. Doesn't exist, buddy. It might not exist, <laughs> for sure. So throughout the first round, Jordan Clarkson is taking their second most field goal attempts of anyone on the Jazz. That's wild. It's bad, I think. Uh, he's shooting 40% from the floor and 24% from three. Yes. So... Like, Clippers fans know what happens when you have a high-volume bench score in the playoffs. Yes. It can sometimes, when it's efficient... This is through only five games. Sure. Sample size. -wise. When it's efficient, it's great. Yeah. But when it's not, it's kind of a nightmare. So, this like, the, the bench plus starters defense is going to have to make it harder for Clarkson. Who do you think is the most important player for the Clippers to like carve out a lead when they're on the bench. Is it Gobert? Do you think Ooh. it's Mitchell? I, it's got to be Gobert. Yeah. He's just too good at defense. He yeah. takes up the end. He can cover like the whole paint in like half a step. Definitely. So I think it's Gobert. Definitely. Another thing that could go wrong is if we can't hit available threes. Mm -hmm. Look, the Jazz defensive identity kind of relies on them using their mobile big man to keep people out of the paint and hounding players on the perimeter. Look, the Jazz allowed the third fewest threes in the regular season. Opponent shot the second worst three point percentage against Damn. them. Uh, so, not knocking down open looks when available yeah. is really going to force our stars to have to work more in the mid range. I think the Which Jazz. I'm fine with, given who our stars are. I think that the Jazz are going to let Morris take terrible fadeaway mid rangers <laughs> all day long. Robert Flom is incensed right uh, now. On the plus side, um, the Jazz were. Bottom 10 in opponent points in the paint, allowing right. 49 points to their opponents per game on average. This is one area we could see exploited if we can get it going in the mid-range. Baseline Batum. Um, real quick. Also, I'm worried. I'm interested to see how much time our defense takes to adjust to the Jazz pick and roll. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell so far in his limited action is a pick and roll ball handler on 50% of his possessions. Damn. Um, per stats in NBA, so that might be kind of wonky. Gobert's an elite screener. Shout out to screen assists. And can pass out of the roll pretty well. Blue screen assists. <laughs> so we got we just got to be disciplined. And figuring out the drop coverage versus not drop coverage, what we're going to do is going to be kind of one of the bigger things I'm watching for in this first game. Absolutely. Real quick, what's the key matchup you're looking for? Uh, key matchup I'm looking for is Pat versus Health. Oh, we're going to talk about that in the next segment for sure. Uh, look... 
Conley and Mitchell are both the type of guards that Pat can give a hard time. Uh, Conley went nuclear for 35 points in our second matchup of the season, but he was scoreless when guarded by Pat, who was his majority defender. He was also the primary defender on Donovan Mitchell, who did not have a game in that second game, scoring just 14 points. Mm -hmm. He was great on Donovan in the final meetup, though, which we won. He limited him to just eight field goal attempts through 21 possessions, and Donovan Mitchell shot a paltry 25%. Yikes. Let's hope we can get right. We're going to talk more about Pat's availability and what the hell the guard rotation is going to look like in next segment. I'm excited for Paul George versus the weird narrative that Joe Ingles shuts him down. He wasn't the best defender on him. Royce O'Neal actually did a really good job, and so did Donovan Mitchell, which is yeah, kind of crazy. like a really good job. Um, but there was one bad uh, Paul George for the Thunder game versus the Jazz in the playoffs where he scored like six points, and it mm-hmm. was obviously a bad game. And somehow people took that that Ingles like shuts Paul George down. Um, Ingles can be a pesky defender. Oh, yeah. This is not a discredit to Ingles. This is more of a Paul George is very good. And given how last round went from beyond the arc for PG, I'm expecting this round he's going to bounce back. He had good aggressiveness in round one in terms of getting to the basket like he wanted to. So I'm hoping he mix at it and he just, I like, I would be so psyched if his first three went down. Like, I think that'd be a big relief. Um, Prediction, what do you got for this one? Man, I have no idea. The Jazz are well-rested. The Clippers play better with no rest. I'm saying Clippers pull out the stunner. Game one in Utah. Clippers win. If the Clippers win game one. The Hit them su- with the stone-cold stunner. Dude, if the Clippers win game one, I think it was LA Clippers film was saying that it might only go five. I'm not prepared for that yet because. We haven't seen it. You know, it, We haven't we, seen we, it. We can't handicap the whole series yet. But I, th- I think the Clippers get this one done. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking just a whole bunch of Twitter Tuesday stuff, mixing with some lineup things. But first, hey, who doesn't love instant gratification, right? No, I do. If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added to your spend account. Sounds like green dots. Uh, Credit Karma Money has also given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. When you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win a million bucks. That's pretty cool. Uh, right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. This is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Will, talk to me about auto parts now. All right. We talk karma. <laughs> Let's talk cars, ma. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, welcome to Twitter Tuesday. We're jumping right into this. Thank you for all the questions. You can send those to at Locked on Clips. Max Power got the first question in before we even threw the prompt out today. So yeah. shout out Max Power. He says, how much credit needs to go to the coaches for the first round win? He said, the difference between Reggie last year and this year in the playoffs is stupid. Man's progress since being written off by fans in the preseason and Kennard contributing on both ends. I kind of agree with this because I think I don't think that Ty Lue is getting enough credit for swapping out starters being down one starter, deciding to completely pivot away from Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo at the end of the series. Like, these are adjustments. This is, it was huge. Look, I have seen some, you know, like basketball people giving Ty Lue his roses. I think when you talk about the development of guys like Reggie and Kennard, it's not just Ty Lue. It's like the the three-headed hydra of the coaching yeah, right. staff the, and, and, and all the training coaching. staff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, look, I mean... It was a chess match. He forced Carlisle to put a big lineup out there. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, like, though it did sort of deter us from the paint at times, it was a net negative. And yeah. I think that that was a great move. Um, we made know, them, like, somehow Carlisle decided to, like, Justin Russo posted this, posted this crazy stat that Dwight Powell and Luca played, like, Luca played almost, like, 30% of his minutes in the regular season with Dwight Powell on the floor. And in the playoffs, it was, like, 12 I know, well, so there was he, he wasn't available for the first couple of games. Though. Right. But like the percentage of the games, even when he was playing, it was like so much lower than usual. Yeah. So like Ty Lue, like kind of like you're right, like out chest Carlisle. I think what should be used. I think baiting him into going super big uh, was actually kind of the difference in this series. I think for that sure. the Mavs, um, even though that there is a clear talent disparity between the Clippers and the Mavs, have better and more effective lineups. Um, and I think that. Ty Lue made the right call in, in sticking with the small ball lineup, even though it lost in game five. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you got to stick to your guns. And I know yeah. that, you know, we're a podcast and, and, and fans and analysts who appreciate adjustments, <laughs> but sometimes the right adjustment is no adjustment. That's a good call. Um, Danny H asks, is it more encouraging going forward that we survived Dallas despite them shooting at a historic high level? Are more discouraging that it took us seven games against what was presumed to be considerably inferior opponent. That could determine whether it's Clips in six or Jazz in five in round two. I think Jazz in five is a little bold. Um, I'm not seeing Jazz in five, but once again, you know, <laughs> dude, the playoffs are just a different beast. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's easy to find yourself down 0 2. <clears throat> I think know? it's encouraging. That's why I'm going with encouraging. Like, it would have been a lot less encouraging if we lost the series. Like, we won in seven. There's not a more encouraging 
Look, I mean, I think my prediction was Clips and Six in this one. Um, I didn't fully account all the factors of like Luca was injured last year at points. Yeah, uh, like he he was dealing with. We didn't think stuff. That they were going to shoot fifty percent from three for three games in a row. Yeah, I mean their role players really stepped up, and, and all credit to Dallas and and Luca as well. I mean they you know they had a solid game plan, um, and they really rattled the Clippers defense. Oh yeah, for um, sure. <clears throat> so I I mean I look. Any win in the playoffs, getting out of any round is an encouraging win. I, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's six games or if it's seven games, to be perfectly honest, because um, I don't think it would have changed the rest. Like six games and seven games, to me, the rest isn't that crazy of an advantage or disadvantage. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I think they would have honestly just scheduled the second round series earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's a super good call. Um, Danny H., I hope you get a little more faith and get that jazz and five out of your head. Uh Robert Yamagata asks, and we so we got a bunch of questions about rotation stuff. Um, he asked, "Do you guys uh, do you see more guys in the rotation in the series? Pat Bev and Zoo may be more consistent. Man and Canard minutes. Um, so PG and Kawhi aren't playing forty minutes a night. I think PG and Kawhi. We don't want a a, a bud situation. I don't want to be mad at Tyloo for not playing Kawhi and PG enough. So let's play them forty minutes a night. Look, um, is that crazy?" Obviously, you, you hope for the best of health and you want your stars to be at their absolute peak. But let's be real, man. These are two guys accounting for 66% of the salary cap. Uh, they should be able to play with bare minimum 66% of a game. Damn. <laughs> that's a new equation? <laughs> Which uh, even that is nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's like, what, 28 minutes? Like, yeah, like 30. Uh, All right, So cool. no, don't, don't, don't take that one to the bank. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I think that 40 minutes is nothing to balk at in the playoffs. Uh, it's the playoffs. It's it's the playoffs, and the longest you can keep your your you know your plus impact players on the floor, I mean, the better you're gonna do. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean like for just sure from a simple math perspective. Um, so I'm not necessarily worried about their minutes. Uh, but regarding like the Pat and Zoo, so Pat, if he's healthy, I do think we'll see more run in this one. He's a good defender on Mitchell and the Jazz. Huck up threes. The yeah. Jazz are a shooting team, number one in three-point attempts, and I think they're also top ten in percentage. If I'm not wrong, and these are more oh, they're fourth in percentage. Excuse me. These are more traditionally sized guards, so I would give that kind of advantage to Pat there from right. a defensive standpoint. That like it's just a mismatch on Luca. Like it's just yeah, it's just a mismatch, man. Yeah, um, for sure. So I think we could see more of them. I think man honestly might be the secret sauce in slowing down that second. You think man's so like that's the weird thing too. Like Tyloo talked about how every series is different and the Clippers are going to have to see the flow of it before deciding on what rotations look like, even when it comes to guys like Kennard and Man. Of course, which they're prepared for. Of course. Um, and if you've watched Tyloo, you know he's going to switch things up. But man. Man, man hounding Jordan Clarkson sounds like minutes. yeah I'm fine with that sounds like minutes that I'm confident with man on, on Jordan the, Clarkson on, on I love floor. I think there's gonna be some room for Kennard I mean I didn't think there'd be room in games six and seven but here we are talking after we won the series in part because Kennard's spacing was super clutch um I think it depends too on how they choose to defend Kawhi and Paul George if they're yeah. throwing them double looks in game one Man, put Kennard out there. I think have him Kinn- stand in the Honestly, damn corner. I think, yeah, give Kennard <laughs> give, give, give some minutes. Let yeah. him put some shots up. I don't know. If shots aren't falling and they're doubling Kawhi and PG, I'm perfectly fine with being like, well, Luke, go. If the stroke is there, go I mean, stand have in him the corner, the buddy. You go. have enough defenders you can kind of cover for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, 
couple more questions before we uh, move on. Uh, Luca Kassab, hope I pronounced that correctly. Very sorry if I didn't. Please correct us if I didn't. Rotations changing seems inevitable. Who do we think is going to lose minutes? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. We don't know what either. Bev's health looks like. If, I mean, if Serge is back, I like it. So if that's the weirdest thing, right? Like, I think Zoo's going to play a few more minutes. We got asked about that a couple times, too. I think Zoo's going to play a few more minutes than he did in the first series. He averaged Without like, Gobert on the floor, it makes sense. With Gobert on the floor, I, I don't really get the benefit super. Right. But that's the thing, right? So, like, Serge is out yeah. for at least the first two games. So is like Reggie I mean, gonna Serge get Serge was out for the entire series. Right. And... Like it's it's not like like it's not like Rondo can get any less minutes. Pat I think Rondo Bev can't get I, any I, less minutes. I actually think Rondo might be trending in a downward direction. He was um, garbage in the last three games. He needs to like he, he needs to refine the stroke and he needs to get the turnovers under control. Um, you know, he w- he was still great in terms of assist to turnover ratio. So whose minutes does scoring. he take? Is it Reggie's? Because at this no, point, no, no, I'm saying Rondo is trending. Oh, down my bad, my bad, my bad. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because um, at this point with Reggie, I'm like, dude, I don't, I have, I'm on a different plane of existence when I'm watching Reggie Jackson play basketball. I have no idea what to make of dude, I Reggie don't Jackson. Know. Is a conundrum. He's an enigma. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I genuinely like Luca. This is a great question. I have no idea who's going to lose minutes. Yeah. Like until we see this first game, it seems. I don't R- think Ty Lue knows either. I don't mean that in a bad way. It seems Rondo is trending downwards, but once again, like this could be the matchup that's a little bit better for him because the Jazz don't have the size disparity in the backcourt that the Mavs do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a feel it out game. The yes. first game. So. Um, real quick, two more questions. Tony Lou. Ask how many three percent Utah beers will it take for me to get drunk? It's so many. It's a lot. In my defense of near beers. Okay. You can those puppies all day. What's wrong with that? It's a good time. You absolutely can. I think it will take 16, <laughs> Tony. Um, he also asked, when do you guys think the fatigue from Game 7 and travel schedule will affect the Clippers? I feel like they can ride adrenaline to Game 1, but will crash hard in Game 2. Not mad at that prediction, Tony. Look, the Clippers have performed really really well on little rest for sure i don't know what it is i don't know why it is and we're getting a whole mess of little rest in the second round <laughs> do i think that cumulative knocks as i call them kind of do add up of course um but yeah i i don't know this is a shortened rest schedule and i'm curious to see how it affects both teams mm-hmm. uh i think since things are spread out a little bit more if we can get some help from the supporting cast i would give the advantage to the clippers right but you There's know. gonna be a wall TBD. game. Like TBD. it might be. I th- it's. I think he's right about game one. Maybe game three or game four when it's like when you've done. Not, so you've gone to Utah and now you've come back to LA. That one of the home games might be a little. Can dicey. you imagine the high you're riding right now though? If you're the Clippers, you went down 0-2. You came back and win a series back yeah. against the wall. Two must win games. Knock them both down. Yeah. Hop on a plane. Hit Utah. Jet on over to SLC. <laughs> You're, what's I the, think you're ready to go. What's the, is there like a regional food in Salt Lake? Mormon pies, is that a thing? Mm, I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Let uh, us know if there is one. Yeah, if, you, oh, also, welcome Utah Jazz listeners. If you're listening to get some insight on the Clippers, hey, what's going on? Hope you're doing good. You got a great podcast host over on Locked on Jazz for you. Uh, all right, we got like a minute to answer this question. Uh, Do Boy Love 3, who is the main character on the Clippers? 
I mean, it's Kawhi all day. I think it's got to be Kawhi. All right, we got that figured out. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking why on earth the NBA has decided to schedule the second round like this, as well as betters not understanding, apparently, how basketball works. But first, we got to give a shout-out to Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing, but almost going to be over soon. So bet on the WNBA. It's still going. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all capital letters, one word, for a 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with Shane's and kicking things off. We got to bring up a gripe about the scheduling for the second round. What's going on? The Dude, rest schedule was cut it? in half. Like, why are they doing this? I just don't get why you'd give the rest advantage in the first round. Maybe you're hoping to make series more interesting with younger teams. With injuries? Benef- with injuries. <laughs> be- like benefiting? Um, Every series is one day in between. And it's like, even with travel, this is lunacy in a regular season. Yeah. Like a, like a regular like timing-wise season. Agreed. Agreed. I, I wonder how it's going to affect. Because, you know, we didn't see as big of a home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. We saw quite literally none. <laughs> until I'm not talking about game. just Clippers. I'm talking about oh, NBA. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how this affects. Because I would expect more game one wins. Uh when the when the home team is playing their first game at home due to the travel and only right. being one day in between. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it, but I know that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. There's no logic. Like if you were talking to the scheduling person who was really pounded on the table for one day in between. Yeah. There's no real logic for it. I mean, what do you have? Pref- like, how does this help the revenue? I don't understand. And to be honest, I would have preferred one day of rest in between in the Dallas series. Like, if I had to choose right. one or the other? Yeah. I it's mean, just, which would be advantageous to the Clippers, once just, again. Just but. logistically, it's just such a nightmare. That's why I was saying games three and four, we might see the Clippers hit a wall, because, like, you, they they played on at 1.30 on Sunday. Yeah. They left Monday morning or Probably. Sunday night? Yeah. Like, because do you want that full day in Salt Lake before you hang out for a couple more days? And then they're jetting off right after game two. They're getting in, let's call it, I don't know, it's probably back at their respective homes 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because you have the hour time change. But then you're just like, right, but like, man, I don't know. I don't like it. No, it's brutal. It's not, I I guess the positive is that it's affecting both teams, right? Like. Uh, It's just especially in a season where everything was so truncated, like. Like is why? This, why truncate this? Can you just this drag the, the playoffs part out? Of the entire se- like season? yeah, like drag this part out. Yeah. Like let's let watch there be like four days of rest in between games in the third round or something absurd. Like could be. I hope like that's no, the other it'll thing. be two days. I think it'll I think it'll go back to two. They days. They have to in the conference finals and the yeah. Whatever is above us forbid that there's a string of something bad happening in any of these series. It will be blamed on this absurd schedule, and it will be 100% correct to blame this schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 100%. Um, closing out on a bit of a high note, because 
as we were recording this on uh, Monday evening, I'm starting to go. I'm starting to get that that second round stress. That's and I'm happy that it's here. That's fair. Um, the Clippers are somehow the second uh, odds-on favorite to land C.J. McCollum in a trade per BetOnline.ag. I don't see it. Plus two seventy-five. How does that work? I don't see it, man. He's making $29 million, so here's one way it works. We trade him Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris. Straight up. Who says no? <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, they up. could use defenders. Like, honestly, like, if I'm Portland, I'm not hanging up the phone on that. Well, then you have like Canard's contract goes up, but we're probably not trading Canard in the first year of his extension, especially if he's shown how viable I, he is. I in see less interest from Portland, honestly, on Canard than, than Bev and Morris. I know that they're older. Uh, you know, Bev comes with his own health issues and questions, but you know they they need defenders. Yeah, I mean, true. Like, uh, and defenders who can also knock down open threes. I mean, I feel like that throwing opens three Detroit up. second rounders. I feel like that opens <laughs> up things for for Dame. I don't really have any interest in this trade, but uh, that's just my initial thought. I mean, I like Mark- Marcus Morris is a Clipper. It feels like he seems to enjoy being on this team. Do you realize he's shooting? Other than Kenny Smith, when they had that insane year where the three-point line was, was like closer. was like a f- three feet closer, Marcus Morris is the best three-point shooting player in the history of the playoffs. It doesn't make any damn sense, it but makes whatever. No damn sense. But no, like CJ McCollum, it's like he doesn't really solve our like quote-unquote true point guard issues, mm-hmm. right? Because he's not no a true point guard anyway, and like I uh, and I just don't. And then paying your third option $29 million. Yeah, I just don't see the fit. And I mean, CJ. No disrespect to CJ. He'll find C- a good fit. CJ is a nice player, but I'm not paying him $29 million if I've already got, you know, 80 mil at some point tied up in Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. And a whole mess of bucks tied up already in our backcourt. Yeah. Giving Rondo seven and a half. It's interesting. If you put, if you bet money on the Clippers to get CJ McCollum, let us know. We'll update this if there's any more murmurings. Like, obviously, we'll keep our ear to the ground on this, but uh, I'm not really seeing it. I'm not really seeing it, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, Wednesday's episode, that wraps it up for us on today's edition of Locked on Clippers. Recap of that hopeful victory in Game 1 uh, versus the Jazz in the Western Conference semifinals. Hey, what you say Wednesday, poll over on at Locked on Clips. So look out for that. This one might be a little more fun. Just take some stress off. Uh, of the second round. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, let's hope not a whole lot happens because we don't need that before the playoffs. Um, Will, where can these people tell the person at the DMV who's helping them out that they could listen to us? Uh, you can entertain your favorite DMV employee on Shout iTunes. Shout out everyone who works at the DMV. Yes, on iTunes with a podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. It works flawlessly. As we mentioned up top, we do bring you Locked On Clippers five days a week, Monday through Friday. Absolutely. 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have you listen. We absolutely would. Uh, again, welcome to all the jazz fans. Let's have let's hope let's is a good let's have a good series. Yeah. You know, let's keep it clean. Yeah. Have a good series. Uh I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>